an old-time faith for all times. I don't know about you, but when I hear the phrase old-time religion, I have two thoughts. On the one hand, I grew up with a lot of old-time religion, and probably you did too, that wasn't terribly healthy. On the other hand, I remember people, and I grew up with, and I was surrounded by the richness of a community where the old-time religion that those folks practiced made me better, challenged me harder, pushed me farther. The question is, the old-time faith that we conjure in our experience needs to be the same old-time faith that we started out with our first song we sang together. If it was good for Paul and Silas, it's good enough for me. So our scripture that Eddie read so powerfully a moment ago is a familiar passage to some of us and less familiar to others of us. So let's remind ourselves where this comes from and what's going on here. Paul and Silas had been with Timothy and Luke proclaiming the good news of Jesus. The early church was expanding and there was great excitement and enthusiasm. And in this experience, just after the establishment of the church at Philippi, the first Christian church on European soil, hosted by Lydia, a woman who is the welcoming agent and the facilitator of that first church on European soil. And it's immediately after that that Paul and Silas are confronted with a terrible situation that today we would classify as human trafficking. They called this out. They, they took the two men that had captive, this woman in captive, ki- captivity, and they freed her, liberated her, which of course made these two men very angry. They put together a mob, and as a result, Paul and Silas are arrested. They're beaten mercilessly, and they're thrown in prison. This is where we pick up today. Paul and Silas in prison. And if you listen to the, the reading that Eddie offered us from the 16th chapter of Acts, listen carefully again. It was about midnight. And what were Paul and Silas doing? Remember, they had open wounds on their back. They're in prison for freeing somebody. They have every right to be angry, resentful, discouraged, even hopeless. And yet, what are they doing? They are singing and praying. So the first starting point for us in reclaiming this old faith for all times is recognition of the singing nature of this faith. Now, were they singing to distract themselves from their frustrations? We don't know what they were singing. It could have been an old hymn that they had grown up with that their mothers had taught them. It could have been I shall not be, I shall not be moved, like a tree planted by the waters. We don't know what they were singing, but whatever it was, I bet it was something that instilled in them a reminder of what they stood for and why, of where they came from and who 
they represented. What God had done in their hearts, they were in prison, and yet they did not despair. They were praying, and they were singing. The singing nature of our faith goes way back, and this style of music that we're enjoying today, this, this old-time gospel style, didn't just emerge with Bill Monroe in the 1930s. It actually goes way back into the troubles of Ireland and Scotland, and the reels, the Irish reels, and the dancing music of Scotland, and the terrible troubles that both those Celtic peoples, the Scots-Irish, experienced and yet carrying with them this tradition into the land known as Appalachia, this musical style that in the face of difficulty, in facing insurmountable odds, in watching around you a hopeless situation and yet still be able to play musical instruments and sing and dance and pray. This is the old-time faith that Paul and Silas are claiming in the darkness of this prison cell. They are singing. When this kind of faith is claimed, something happens in our hearts and in our spirits. And it's not so much that God hears our prayers and responds as much as perhaps it is God works within us in strengthening our circumstances and crazy stuff starts to happen. In the 16th chapter of Acts, we can describe it as a shaking. Sometimes when there's singing, a singing faith reclaiming where we come from and who we represent, beautiful things occur. There's a shaking in this prison. There's an earthquake and the earthquake causes their shackles to open and the doors to fly off. Now, I don't know about you, but if this happened, if I were in prison, I'd be gone in a flash. And you would think Paul and Silas would have done exactly the same thing along with the other prisoners. There was a shaking, and the faith that they had claimed is now a faith that is allowing them to be liberated. They are free. The fact is, they were already free, which is why they didn't feel the need to leave, which is fascinating because what happens now is this bizarre moment where the jailer, probably a retired Roman soldier, who in honor realizes that his job has failed. The prisoners, for all he knows, have already fled, and so he, in his honorable role as jailer, is now duty-bound to kill himself. So this is the scene. Against the flickering of the lanterns in this darkness of what probably was a cave jail cell, Paul and Silas see the figure of their captor, their jailer, with a dagger shining in the flickering lights. And Paul calls out, wait! Don't harm yourself. We're all still here. Now again, I don't know about you, but if I had seen the jailer who was keeping me captive, and remember, Paul and Silas 
have open wounds on their back where they have been beaten with rods. I don't think I would have done a whole lot to keep my jailer from harming himself. I would have just sort of stood back and, well, Paul and Silas yell out, do not harm yourself. When you have a singing faith that reclaims the old-time faith that serves as the bedrock of who we are and whose we are, it shakes not only the walls of that prison cell, but it shakes the very foundation of what it makes us as humans. Selfish, sinful, self-seeking. In this moment, Paul and Silas have that turned on its head. And instead of thinking about themselves, they think about their jailer. Paul is concerned about the very person who had been keeping him captive. Whether or not he participated in the beatings, we don't know. But nevertheless, he was on the other side. And Paul and Silas call out, don't harm yourself. Which confuses this guy. And he's in this moment where he then asks them, what must I do to be saved? This is one of those many moments in the Bible where Luke serves up for us what's called a double entendre. Because what he means, the jailer, how do I keep from getting in trouble with my superiors? I I was supposed to keep everybody bound and in their prison cells, and the doors are open, the shackles are off, and I haven't done my job. But what Paul and Silas hear is a completely different question. And the response is simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's all you need to do. You don't need to worry about your superiors. You don't need to worry about us running away. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all you need to do. Now, you would think this jailer would look at them like they were speaking a foreign language. But instead, he hears what they say and not only responds, but get this. Now, they're all free to go, but where do they go? To the jailer's house. And there they talk about Jesus to the family. And the next thing we know, what's happened to the jailer and his household? They all have become believers. But here's the next thing. This this faith not only is a singing faith and a shaking faith, it is a saving faith. Because here's what happens. This guy believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, but then, did you notice the order? Before he's baptized, what does he do? He looks at Paul and Silas, and he says, you still have open wounds on your back. Nobody's treated them. Somebody needs to do something. Now, sometimes when we see something that somebody else has done, we think, well, it's up to them to fix that problem. But the jailer has become a believer, and before he's baptized, Luke is very careful to say, he binds their wounds and helps on their healing. And then Paul and Silas baptize him and his entire family. 
the singing faith that comes out of the difficult times of life where we can sing in the face of hurt and sadness and loneliness. It gives us a shaking faith that, that changes us on the inside, liberates us from our own selfishness and sin, sinfulness, and moves us to a place where not only we are saved from ourselves and our sins, but God then can use us to liberate and save others, to talk to them about the saving grace of Jesus. And in this incredible passage, this entire household of this jailer is saved. And then there's this sweet little twist on the end, because you knew that Paul and Silas have been very patient up to this point. But now the jailer tries to intervene for them with the magistrates of this local Macedonian province. And they say, well, tell these guys that they're free to go because the jailer has discovered something. They're Roman citizens. And they say, well, you're, you're free now. You can, you can go. And Paul says, not so fast, fellas. Do you normally do this to Roman citizens? And it's plural. We find in this moment, Paul is not the only Roman citizen. Who else is? Silas is too. And they both stand there and say, um, we're thinking about writing a little letter. Now, we don't know what happened, but they had a little more leverage, and they're a little clever in the way they respond. What we know, what we see, is an amazing story where a man, a jailer, and his whole household has experienced a new, liberating, saving faith that now he can join in the singing and the shaking and the saving because his whole life is changed. Hank Williams even gets in the act in the next song that the band is going to sing and play. I saw the light. Hank Williams tells his own story. I wandered so aimless, lost in my sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. Let's stand together as we sing. And I'm going to warn you, we're going to go from that to washed into blood to I'll fly away, so you better hang with us. <laughs> 